imaginary advice. A group of school children pose for a photo outside St Paul's Cathedral. 30 children in total, all aged between 9 and 10. The group have just finished their packed lunch. Some of them are still holding cans of drink. It's November. Most of the group have remembered to bring gloves. Those that don't keep their hands tucked inside their armpits. The children jostle together, their breath condensing in the air. The teacher crosses the road to get them all in shot. In three, he shouts. One, two, three. Connor is one of the shortest members of the class. It would be very, very easy to look at this photograph and not even notice that Connor was missing. He could be standing behind someone or maybe just cropped off the edge of the frame. This kind of thing happens all the time, but that's not the case here. In actual fact, Connor isn't here at all. Connor is already halfway across the Millennium Bridge, his red rucksack bopping behind him. Connor knows where the class is heading. He's not running away, he's just setting the pace. He came here with his parents during the holiday. The rest of the group will catch up soon enough. Connor moves fast, weaving through holiday snaps around clusters of tourists preoccupied with each other's zips. His iPod blips, says Jay-Z, the Thames thumping beneath him. Connor paces down the ramp towards the converted power station. Against the grey sky, the Tate Modern looks spectral, almost unreal. Its vast chimney fades into a pencil outline. Best rapper alive, says Jay-Z again, synth line shaking the trees. Once inside the cavernous turbine hall, Connor immediately attaches himself to another school group, French students, only three variations of jacket between them. The group is slightly older than Connor's class. They all listen patiently to their teacher, sketchbook in hand. No one notices Connor at the back, staring blankly upwards into the huge ceiling. The sheer size of the room is just exhausting. The French teacher is waving a sketchbook around. Connor focuses in on the teacher's mouth. He dubs. I let you see where that bright light leads you. Connor follows the class up the escalator towards the first gallery level. At the top of the stairs, an employee in an orange t-shirt is distributing audio guides. Each of the French students complies, uplinking themselves to the Tate's pre-recorded curation programme. Trying to look as French as possible, Connor boosts his own volume and tailgates past. 
This wing is called material gestures. Soon Connor finds himself in a grey room, flanked on all sides by giant red canvases. The pictures are even bigger than the walls of Connor's bedroom, but totally empty, just one red square inside another red square. Each picture looks exactly the same as the last. Why even make the same thing four times? Why make something so big when you've got nothing to say? Fuck perception, advises Jay-Z. Go with what makes sense. Connor examines the bench in the centre of the room. The bench is wooden, but spined with rubber, so it bounces slightly when you sit on it. Connor takes off his rucksack and lies down on the bench. He closes his eyes. Jay-Z's voice sounds louder now. No two days are alike, he says. And trust is a word you seldom hear from us. Hustlers, we don't sleep, we rest one eye up. Connor opens half an eye and lets his head hang upside down off the end of the bench. All four red paintings liquefy in his peripheral vision. Connor tries to transport himself somewhere else, imagining sliding through a red plastic water flume, or zipped inside his own rucksack, or trapped inside a house fire, or in a coffin about to be cremated. Connor waggles his arms and legs for comic effect, groans to himself, enjoying the sound in his throat. I put hands on you. I dig a hole in the desert, they build the sands on you. Lay out blueprint plans on you. Connor sits up suddenly. He feels a pain growing in his stomach. Connor remembers the ginormous bag of fudge he had with his lunch. As Connor stumbles out of the room, a young man in black, thick-rimmed glasses looks over at him suspiciously. Fuck critics, says Jay-Z dismissively. You could kiss my whole asshole. By now, the French students have disappeared, lost inside a scramble of metalwork. Connor's mobile buzzes with an unknown number. Repocketing the phone, Connor wanders into a new gallery. States of flux, with its purposeful-looking robots and detonations of paint. It's like it's supposed to happen, this one right here. Connor reads the walls like a comic strip, working left to right, building the story as he goes. Plane burns, cyborgs guard wreckage, cyborgs rust into metal fields, aliens land disguised as fruit bowls, planet is destroyed. The rapper tries to explain the process. You shoot my dog, I'ma kill your cat, just the unwritten laws and rap, know that. For every action is a reaction. Don't have me relax him. Standing on the balcony of the impeccably white cafe, Connor sees his school class assembled in a mathematical grid on the grass below, as if primed for a game of Warhammer. Connor frowns, his chin resting on the railing. He calls down to his teacher, but Connor is shrouded in mist, alone up in his viewing box. 
his voice compressed down into a crunch of drums. I'm like Che Guevara with bling on, says Jay-Z, his voice sounding godlike in the fog. And I'm complex. Connor heads back into the art. The gallery is thickening now. Legs tiring, Connor knows that every step forward is one that he will have to make back. At every door, a security guard's walkie-talkie cracks. This is Poetry and Dream. No matter where you go, you are what you are, player. And you can try to change, but that's just the top layer. Man, you was who you was before you got here. The rapper's words sound different now, like the voice of the gallery itself, taunting him, gloating over the answers of a test that he knows he's failed. People are swarming around the paintings, pushing out their rears as they read the descriptions on the walls. In the space between their legs, Connor catches flashes of madness, deformed birds, exploded heads, nonsense machines, screaming, then quickly retreating back into the crowd. Connor holds his aching stomach, his fringe slick with sweat. Each time he turns away, a new horror slashes out at him. Nightmares fighting for territory. On the far wall, the space clears. Three grotesque monsters stare back at him. Hideous worms with sharp teeth. The leader extends its spindly tripod legs, its neck twisted around to face him. Jay-Z hisses from its lips. These fucks, too lazy to make up shit. They crazy. They don't paint pictures. They just trace me. Connor's legs stumble out from beneath him. The world seems to turn on its side. A foreign hand grips him by the arm and Connor gives into it, his head rolling back, a thunder of shoes, and then suddenly boy is gone, floating upward towards the ceiling, his back soaked through with sweat. Now Connor is looking up into the huge nostrils of a security guard. One of his earbuds swings down by his side, the other pushed deep into his ear, pressed hard against the security guard's coarse jacket. A voice whispers to him from deep inside the guard's chest. You know what? It says. Soon they forget where they pluck, they hold style from the and try to reverse the outcome. Soon they are both outside, back under the jurisdiction of the Thames and its distinctly British ice cold flow. The cool November air rushes in through the boy's burning ear, dampening the bounce of sticky hi-hats and klaxons, freezing the track 
level by level until there, distinct at the bottom of the mix, he can hear it again at last. The lost voice of his teacher hollering his name over and over and over. The security guard puts Connor's feet back down onto the pavement. The ground feels strong again. And nausea is passing. Far above their heads, a graphic equaliser of starlings rides silently into the hook. That's all from Imaginary Advice this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, my name is Ross Sutherland. Hey, I'm um, sorry if there's been a bit of a, 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 a gap in uh, episodes here. I think it's actually about like four weeks, maybe a little bit longer since I last recorded. Um, and that basically comes down to uh, I had my, my, my London run uh, at uh, Shoreditch Town Hall for my theatre show, Stand By for Take Backup. Uh, so thank you to everyone who came out and saw that. I had a fantastic time. Uh, Thanks so much. And, uh... Oh, my cat's woken up. Oh, Christ. Uh... Hey! 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 Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who came down to see that. And then straight after that, I had to move house. So, uh, I I, I, I apologise for that break there. But you should be back on now and probably uh, putting up new episodes about every two weeks so uh, yeah thanks again for listening I have to stop my cat from destroying my sofa hey 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 and this has been imaginary advice Uh, thanks for listening (laughs) 